Welcome to the Global Business Women's Pod, brought to you by the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce. I am Susan Dyson and proud to be the CEO, President, and Founder of the Chamber. Please join us for this empowering podcast every Thursday at 6 p.m. I'm Sandra Porter, delighted to be here with you today. And I have a long um, experience, a lot of experience in commercial real estate and branding, marketing, uh, PR, and communications. I'm delighted to be here. I've been on the board for about, uh, since 2009. And I'm here today with Patricia Burrell, who is the co-founder and CEO of Burrell Agency. Now, Patricia and her sister founded Burrell in 2009, so they have been, is that correct, 2009? 2011. 2011, yes. so they've been in business for 12 years, and they were just recognized in 2000, in this past October, yes. right, by the HBJ, Houston Business Journal, as one of the largest Hispanic-owned firms in the Houston area. So, Patricia, congratulations and welcome. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yes. yes. I'm really glad to be here today, and um, I really hope that, you know, today it's more about a conversation. Yes, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about myself, but I'm really looking forward to get input from you and also learn about each one of you. Great. So, Patricia, your story is awe-inspiring. I, I, we talked, we've talked the other day, and I'm telling you, I, was, I came away from it really, truly just taken aback. So you, you were born in Bolivia, yeah. and at 12 years old, you lost your mother, mm -hmm. and your father just left the family. So you were thrown into this situation where you had to really decide to take care of the family and what you were going to do to do that. Mm -hmm. I know many of us in this room may have said, you know, at 12 years old, wow, that's huge life-changing experiences yeah. there, and how do you deal with them? So if you would, take us back into what, what did you think at the time? I mean, what was your mindset? And how did, how did what happened to you then take you into your making a decision about marketing career? And, and just tell us a little bit about the steps that you took to help take care of yourself and your siblings. Yes, of course. So uh, when that happened, um, my sister and business partner, she was 17 at the time. So she started college and she got a full-time job. So a lot of the like house duties and running the business and everything fell on me when I was like 12 years old. And at the moment, you know, I, I, I look back at myself and, and if I see myself as the kid I was, I can't believe I did it, right? But if you think of like, just thinking of how I did it, just as myself, I don't see any difference because I had no chance to really even think about it. You either go ahead, get up and, and work or sell your stuff because at that moment I, we had to sell all of our stuff to kind of like be able to put food on our table, right? There were days where we literally had to eat a toast with tomato, right? Now in, you go to Spain and you have pan tomata. It's an international cuisine <laughs> that we had going on back then. But when you don't really have a choice and every like bridge is burned, you only have to move forward. And at the end of the day, with any challenge life throws us at us, that's the only way we, we have, right? Just forward. We have to learn from the mistakes, take what we can, and just take the next step forward. And that's what I did every day. Um, I learned a lot. My mom had an after-school program, which basically we had 
like 50 students and two full-time teachers. Within five years, of course, we end up with like somewhere 20, 25 students because we didn't know how to run a business. <laughs> I was a 12-year-old after all. <laughs> so I was losing clients, like, you know, students left and right, and I didn't know, hey, I need to get new students, right? I need to attract more people. And that's literally what led me into marketing, right? I realized without marketing, you can have the best business, the best idea, but without marketing, nobody's going to find out about it, and you're never going to run anything. Mm -hmm. So you, you not only ran your mother's company at that time, but you also started another business with your mother's best friend. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so when I closed the business, then I started the business with, with her. Okay. And that business still running today. That was my way of um, thanking her because she was the only person who would check on us, kind of like look back. So if you're thinking that family is only the blood-related family, it's just that's not true. I learned early on that you know, your friends can become family even more than your real family. And she was really there for all of us. Like At one point, she even moved in when my brothers were teenagers and you know, boys. <laughs> you know, so it was like we were all going through it. So they moved in with us for like a year or two to help us with that. So, and she was my mom's best friend. She, had, she was not related to us at all. So when I started that business, that business paid for her entire kid's education. Her husband, my uncle, quit his job, and they're, they're still working on it. It's their retirement plan. That's wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. OK, so marketing became your, your thing. Yes. Okay. I love marketing. So, so you went from that to you went to college mm -hmm. and university, and then you came to the US. Yes. And I think you. You came here, you had no connections, you knew no one. Nothing. You had $300 and a laptop. I'm starting to feel like a schlep when I'm listening to all this because, you know, I had a lot more going on in my, in my life and, and I'm sometimes struggling more than what, what, you know, what Patricia was. But I'm thinking, okay, what is it in your mind? How, how did you, you know, I want to know, and we will get into all this about your tips and things, but you had $300, a laptop, no connections, and you came here. And now here you are, you have this thriving agency. So I know many of you in this, all of you in this room want to hear, as I do, mm -hmm. what, what was it that made you different? I mean, how did you, what made you keep on that path? What kept you going? What kept you driving? And so you have, you have yeah. some wonderful tips that you have learned along the way that not only just made you feel empowered, and let's face it, who in this room has not felt beaten down at, at a job, beaten down when you were feeling like going out there and either getting money or trying to get help or trying to feel inspired or you've had a really horrible day or a week or a month or whatever, um, or you've been told no how many times. So anybody here had that experience here? Mm -hmm. um, or you've had a boss that, you know, kind of makes you feel badly. So I, I want you to share some of those. I know you've had some really, some, some very interesting stories about wage disparity and gender discrimination. So yes. if you would, I'm gonna, I would like to go through uh, some of your tips, mm -hmm. your, your critical uh, tips for things that you find were most important that you've learned. Yes. So if we can, fill in, fill in some of the, the background of this. Okay. So one of those is being willing to ask for more. Yes. So, um, 
sometimes when that that strategy that I call it right uh, for your life is to always ask for more because you never know what's on the other side right like the resources in the universe are limitless like there's no they're unlimited right so there's no limit to what you can get in life and a lot of times we say no to ourselves before we even ask for more for before we even ask for what we want and like that applies to everything right when I came here and I started my company before I started the company I was working for a company and for for uh, a company you know corporate right a corporate job and I realized that I had a coworker that was literally making double what I was making. He was, he was my senior, but he was also handling the smaller accounts. I was handling the largest account that I almost like doubled in revenue. And so I was ringing a lot uh, to the company itself. So I went to my boss and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ask for like matching because I understand you know, the year gap difference, right? So I was asking for a 20% increase. Considering that at the time, I was already being paid below the average because when I came to the country, I didn't know, hey, you can negotiate your salary. Like, I had no idea of any of that. I had no mentorship, nobody. I didn't know you can even ask for a mentor. Like, if you don't have a mentor right now, go find yourself one. Because number one, you can get one for free. Number two, they can really help you take big steps moving you forward. So at that moment, I didn't get the job. You know, I asked for more. However, when I had that response, I realized this is not the right job for me. I need to move on, right? Because I got a response that is not only, no, you're not getting your job, but you're not getting it because you're a woman and because you're not a head of a family. So I was like, okay, well, we don't agree with those values. Thank you, goodbye. <laughs> and I walked away and now I have my agency and I will never look back, you know? That's right, and it's so hard to walk away. That mentor is so important. Yes. Very great advice. Asking for a mentor is incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let passion drive you. Great one. Yes. So at the time, right when I quit the job, I was like, going to my siblings because I already had a proven record, right? I started a company in Bolivia. I really know a little bit about the market here. And I was like, I can do the same, <laughs> right? So I go to my sister and my brothers. And I'm like, hey guys, I have this idea. Who wants to jump in with me? And my sister said, almost twisting her arm, to say yes. <laughs> so we started the business together. And at the time, you know, I only literally had the $300 to put down on, on the LLC, right? And my computer, her computer, and that's how we started Boral Agency. At the moment, Boral Branders. And at the same time, I also got a job offer for uh, HP, a global company. And I was like, oh my God, that's like my dream to run marketing campaigns globally in different languages in other countries. I was like super excited, but I also had this baby that is, you know, a newborn. But my passion is marketing, right? So I knew the amount of knowledge I was gonna be able to bring taking this job, but I also didn't wanna kill this idea, right? So I did both of them at the same time. <laughs> and because I was so passionate about it, I was days that I was working 16, 18 hours a day, mm -hmm. right? So it was, 
I didn't feel it. I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna do that again. But because you're so passionate, you just do it because of the love for your career and what you want to accomplish, right? It's true, when yes. you have passion. Is everyone doing what you're passionate about? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's wonderful, because it, then it's not jo not a job, right? Mm -hmm. It is, it's doing what you love. Yeah. Okay, wonderful, okay. Don't be afraid to keep your day job. Yes, well I think that goes a little bit tied yeah. in, because I hear this a lot from um, businesses, like uh, people that are working in corporate, that they are like, oh my God, starting a business is so difficult. Is there anybody here that has ever thought that can run a business or want, or have an idea of a company of a business? Yes? I see some heads shaking, right? <laughs> so, in my opinion, like, keep your job, test the idea on the side, you know? Try to carve out, I don't know, Saturday mornings or whatever time you have, because at the end of the day, if you are doing this, again, because you're passionate, you're, it's kind of like a game, right? You're playing a game and see if this is gonna work for us, right? So if, see if this is gonna work, because you can literally change not only your entire life, but your entire family and your future, you know, based on the decisions that you take today, right? So don't be afraid to keep your day job while you're working something on the side. Don't be afraid of working on something that's gonna take you maybe two years to do it. Right, I worked for this company for two years before I was able to like, okay, quit and just dedicate myself to my agency. So I did it for two years, that's a long time, right? Maybe it will take you only six months, maybe not the whole two years, maybe it will take you five years. It doesn't matter as long as you're passionate about it. Don't be afraid to do it on the side. Start small, yeah. Exactly, I mean, it's great mm -hmm. advice. Uh, being in marketing and PR and communications, I just kept working and working my clients, and when I eventually left to do consulting, I just reached out to those clients. Yes. They all had a need, and they all knew me through my other work, and so I came in under whatever what big agencies would offer, so it was very easy, it was very easy to yes. do. So, yes, it is, and, and you have a reputation. Like, mm -hmm. if you think you don't have a brand, a, your personal brand, you already have it, right? Whoever you present us every single day, to you know, whatever, like right now, you are all branded, right? They, what you're wearing, how you talk to people, that's your brand, right? How do you respond? How's your communication style? All of that is how you're presenting and that's the brand that you're gonna carry on. So whenever you launch something, that brand is what's gonna be for your company as well, that culture, right? Your reputation, mm -hmm. exactly. Very good advice. Okay, this is a great one. And I love your example here. Turn self-consciousness into strength. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so, as you can hear, I have an accent. <laughs> but when I moved here, right, I spoke, uh, I had a, a little bit more of a, a thicker accent. And uh, the job that I was working, again, hence why he was not the best boss, like he will even make fun of my accent, like even making me feel worse, right? And more self-conscious and be really shy and not speak up in like meetings and because I will be self-conscious about my accent. I will prefer written communication, right? Because I had perfect grammar, but mm, talking not so much. Uh, but instead of like really staying in that position, I said, okay, what can I do about this? Like, how can I make this my, my strength? So instead of being afraid and, and ashamed of my accent, now it's my signature, 
And you hear my voice, you're probably going to recognize it, <laughs> right? I, and then I also, but I didn't stay just like, oh, I'm going to ignore it. No, I'm going to make it my strength. So I took Toastmasters. I did Toastmasters for like three years, and I got the little awards that you get, international speaker and this and that. You know, I got all of that. And now I'm speaking at, you know, conferences and like speaking here today. And I'm making videos all in English with my accent and everything. Yes, I took an accent reduction class for very specific words. But I made it my strength. So whatever, like there's something that you're probably telling yourself right now that's holding you back, right? Think about that and now think about, OK, what, how can I make this a strength for me? So, oh, I have an accent. Oh, I should stay shy. No, I'm going to be a global speaker. That's going to be my goal now. So I'm going to take it, and it's going to be my power now. So what can you do with those? Because we all have these little parasites talking stuff to us. That's what it is. You need to squish that parasite and make it your strength, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Our fears our fears can hold us back from so much, right? Yes. Those little, the little devil and the little angel yes. over here. Overcome those little devils. Face the fears. It can make them so your allies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Very great. Very good. Okay, I know you talk about your clients and your employees, so choose the right clients. Yeah. This is very interesting to me because, as you all know, most of you are entrepreneurs um, or have been entrepreneurs, are entrepreneurs. Um, it's very hard when you're starting a business not to just take any client because you need the income, right? Yes. You need the revenue. You need the cash flow. So tell us about your your path on yeah, getting I learned, to choosing the right client. I learned that the hard way, honestly, like on the floor, like uh, kicked on the floor and everything, <laughs> literally. Because, uh, of course, you know, I was like, we, we didn't have a good, um, like, investment to start the business or anything like that. Everything has been reinvesting in ourselves. So we will, like, at the beginning, it's like, oh, you need marketing? Of course. You know, we'll do anything you need. And sometimes we will get these type of customers that because they're giving you $1,000, they feel they owe you and like they own you and they're going to take all of your time. And you're like, this is really not worth not only my energy, but also my like the amount of space they're taking in your head. And it's kind of like I see it as a little cancer in your company when you have the wrong client. Because it's not only taking time, but it's also eating everybody else within your organization. So don't be afraid to say no. Even if they have the check in their hand, say no and walk away. And I think it's key to learn. Like if you have like a bad customer, learn, OK, what are the patterns here? Or what, how can I identify this in the future? I didn't really think of it like, oh, this customer was a little bit condescending on the meetings, and I just chose to ignore it. Well, don't, because that condescending is going to bring it to your team and you know everything else, right? Or he was complaining too much about the previous agency they worked with. Hmm, is it really that they were really that bad, or is this the type of customer that later on is going to complain about you? Right? So just kind of like pay attention, right? Right. There's people that are just out there trying to get an easy way and see what they can get. Right. And there is a difference between mm -hmm. someone coming in and saying, I had these bad experiences with this agency, Correct. and so I just want to let you know that's kind of what I'm looking mm -hmm. not to walk into again than someone who just comes in and complains exactly. all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a big difference between, like, oh, they were given this task, they didn't deliver, or something like right. that, versus, 
oh, they were like this and like that, and, and it feels yeah. like gossip. Gossip, and you're like, yes. <laughs> right. Don't gossip. Yes. Right. And keep in mind, whatever you say against someone that you worked with in the past, that's going to come back to bite you. So. Yeah. Uh, always always true. remember that. It's part of your brand and your reputation. There's so. this book, right? The Four Agreements. Yes. Like, and one of them is like, you know, be yes. impeccable with your it's work. very great. Yeah. It's very good. Okay, and last but not least, this I need to pay attention to even now. Choose your lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. We all set ourselves up for how we want to live, right? Yes. To talk about I that. think... Uh, the way I like to see it, and perhaps it's because I ha I was exposed to to so much early on that by the time I was in my 20s, I was already very clear. I felt like I was a 30-year-old. I've always been 10, 15 years ahead of my age. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, uh, I was exposed to so much loss that I can see that a job is really not what's going to make you happy. It really is those adventures, those relationships, the memories that you make, the connections that you make every day. That's really what's going to make your life, right? Like sometimes going to a networking event and you know being able to provide an, a good advice to someone or be able to connect someone with someone else, that could make more than you know filling out a form. You know, like your day-to-day -day job cannot be the the, the full. Uh, circle, right? It's kind of like uh, you probably have heard those examples about the balls, right? You have the crystal balls, your family, your relationships, yourself, your health, and then you have the bouncy ball, which is your work, right? So sometimes we pay too much attention to the bouncy ball. Let's pay attention more to the crystal balls because if they fall, they're, bro they're broken. You can't put them together. If your health is broken, like if today, your biggest fear is losing your job. If you lose your job and the next day you end up paraplegic, guess what? Your job is really not going to matter anymore, right? right? So your health for me is number one. And choosing the right lifestyle is choosing your health. What's going to be the best for you, your body, your mental health, your physical health? And then let you know, everything else fall in the right place. See where your work or your career is going to fit in. But first, choose the lifestyle that you want to have. Right? That's my biggest advice. It's yeah. very true. And, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're working at something that you love and you're passionate about, it's so easy to just stay and keep working. You know, like you, coming up, I was 14, 16, 18 hours. And yes. so it's very easy to let those other things slip because the family's there, they're going to be there, they're always there, you know. But these connections, as mm -hmm. you say, we've, we've made a connection today, I want to, yes. I want to keep. The, the people that you have connections here with, the Chamber has made great connections for me, lifelong friendships that I will have forever. So just be sure and pay attention to those because those are things that, you know, you, you don't realize now, but in the long term, they are so important. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and have it's fun. A balance. Yes. It's a balance. And have fun. Yeah, yes. have, fun have fun. Because when you're having fun, you're adding more. Like when you're happy, everything around you is going to be happy. Everyone yes. around you is going to be happy. That's right. That's really what it is. Because when you feel miserable, you're not going to be able to give anything good. Right? Right. You're going to probably be more on the edge, insult someone here and they're like, you're not going to be nice to anybody. But if That's you're right. happy, you're like, oh, sure. Listen, like everything even if happens. somebody's cutting you on traffic, you're like, ah. It's probably on a rush and you keep going, <laughs> right? So you're just happy. Yes.
Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you again next Thursday at 6 p.m. For more information about the Chamber and our podcast, please visit us at ghwcc.org.